0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the much-awaited, much-requested Monarch Legacy of Monsters finale episode. I'm your host, Mario Busto, alongside the
1: other host, Zachary Newton. Welcome back.
0: We're back, y'all. And I know, I apologize, but it was bad timing, but no excuses. This is a no-excuse zone. We're back with a four-episode banger. We're going to be doing a episode seven, eight, nine, and ten all encapsulating finale episode, Zach. What do you think about that? That's, that's a mouthful for a title.
1: It, it is a mouthful. It's also a, a hell of a lot of episodes. It's almost half the season. We're one episode off from half the season, which is crazy. It is um, crazy. But I mean, what can I say? For All Mankind was just that good and it was the perfect storm. Perfect storm. We're both busy. We both got a ton of work, life going on, holidays. So, sorry. Yep.
0: But we're happy to yep. be back. It all happened. Honestly, it was a, a lot of variables. First and foremost, the holidays occurred. Then I got a load of projects on the table of on video on the video side of things. And uh you got busy with work and then you know, just the holiday craziness. I took a week off. Yeah. Um, but we're back. We're back in action. It's gonna be a, an action packed week actually. We have uh not just this episode dropping where we're gonna be kind of doing a high level look at every all of the craziness that ended the season. Yep. From episode seven through ten. I'm also going to be, uh, very sadly, uh, <laughs> including know. my Hard Knocks Miami Dolphins series uh, tomorrow, more than likely. Very sad. Uh, my prediction of them going to the Super Bowl very much fell short. And uh, we are going to start a new series this week. Very anticipated. Probably the most anticipated series so far in the year besides like the very famous shows like House of the Dragon and mm-hmm. uh, things like that. Masters of the air masters of air masters coming of air, on apple tv in. um you know that's our specialty here on the story archive show we tend to talk a lot about apple tv shows and this one is star studded you got austin butler aka elvis presley you got huh. barry keoghan aka the guy from banshees of Nishirin, and he's also the new joker in the batman if you oh that's batman. interesting i did not and He's done plenty of others. He did a movie called Saltburn um, that might get nominated for some stuff. I think the Oscar Awards, uh, the nominees, drop tomorrow. And for now, guys, at least the plan now, because things could change quick. Um, there's a couple shows that are catching my attention. True Detectives Out. Okay. I want to watch that. I'm not going to promise an episodic for that because I don't know yet. We've got to see if it's a good fit. I got to watch the first episode. It's getting good reception, though. Uh, but I kind of want to do an Oscars dive. I kind of want to see what's nominated. I think I already know pretty much most of them. I've probably seen a few of them. Probably. And kind of want to do like spread it out until the Oscars get here and kind of go through the movies, which we haven't done really any movie reviews yet on the channel. And we are so supposedly a TV and film podcast, but up till now has been mainly TV. So we may be maybe venturing into that. Zach, anything else you want to add before we get into this Monarch no, I was just saying.
1: I was going to say I'm super excited for Masters of the Air. I've been trying to, you know, speed—not really speed watch, but just get through all of the uh, Band of Brothers in the Pacific before watching this. I had watched Band of Brothers way back in the day when I was much, much younger. Don't know that I've seen all of the Pacific, but I've been distracted because I've just been plowing through Game of Thrones. So, oh I, yeah, yeah,
0: that, that's okay. That all my right. attention. So, yeah, we we have an good. update. Zach is neck deep, not just in fatherhood, uh, but also <laughs> <laughs> he got into Game of Thrones after much, after much uh, social pressuring on my end for what Zach three years at least at least three yeah yeah <laughs> it's been yeah. quite
1: some time I think I'm in and season in. three now yeah
0: okay I mean without spoiling too much for the audience out there uh you're in season three how far in are you
1: uh I think I'm in the first like two episodes it's pretty early in the season.
0: Has anyone gotten married yet?
1: Uh not yet, no. But they're they're getting there.
0: Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's get started with Monarch. Uh (laughs) let's get it going. Maybe, you know, we'll do a retrospective on Game of Thrones at one point, but we might. Maybe we'll do um, maybe we'll do like the last couple of seasons. We'll do Episodic. I'll rewatch them and uh and and we do like a last two season thing of Game of Thrones. That'd be cool. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I don't know. Let's get into it, Zach, shall we? Let's do it. All right. I got to say, y'all, part of the reason why this episode's dropping so late is because episodes one through six, uh, around four through six, I started losing interest in Monarch Legacy of Monsters. <laughs> but I got to say, I'm very happy that episodes seven through 10 brought me back. And uh, at first, I wasn't expecting that to occur. But this may be the rare scenario where we may be heading into season two of Monarch, which is almost inevitable, I'd have to say. It's it's nearing the top of the Apple TV popular charts at this point behind uh, Flowers of the Blood Moon or the Scorsese flick with DiCaprio. Yeah. Um, we might be leaving off the series in a more interesting place than we found it, which is on Skull Island. And if you've listened to the show before, we're not Godzilla experts. Uh but we do know about Skull Island, and we do see the cameo that Kong has at the end. So it should be pretty interesting. We get introduced to Brenda, who is May slash, aka Cora, her boss that led May down this road of being on the run. You know, when we meet, when Kentaro meets her, she's very much two years into her mm-hmm. uh, exile from the states. Right. Yep. Uh, Brenda's played by Dominique Tipper who is on The Expanse. Uh, I have not watched The Expanse past season one. So uh, that's another show that I've actually been wanting to re-explore and go down and kind of see if it uh, keeps my attention there. But I knew the moment I saw her come in as the boss that she wasn't coming in for a cameo, that she had to have been playing (laughs) a bigger role. And then when they rebrand the company to Apex, that's when I knew, okay, she's here for the long haul. You know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Intense character, too. I, I'm not sure that I like what they were doing over there at whatever the name of her old company was. You know, I gotta say though, May, because we're gonna call her May in this episode. Oh, I prefer May over Korra. I, anytime you say Korra, my mind just immediately goes to Avatar, not the blue people that ride water creatures. Oh, uh, and, um,
0: the last airbender. Uh, I mean, like yeah. the
1: last airbender sort of Avatar.
0: Yeah, speaking I hate of that anime, I have to specify um, that too, by the way. <laughs> no, I think a lot of people out there know that show. I'm one of the few yeah. people I know who hasn't watched um, that in its entirety. But wow. I did finish another anime. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen season two was insane. But I know you don't watch anime, so I yeah. won't digress into that very much. Um, I got to say, May went from one of my favorite characters to begin the year <laughs> or to begin the season. Mm-hmm. into one of my least favorite characters to end the season she seems like implac- implacable she's just always unappeased she's always sort of unhappy or complaining about something to the to the degree that <clears throat> when she's sucked into this hole into the Titan world or the world in between yeah. worlds she's complaining about moving this ball that Shaw is trying to get them to move and she needs to take a break like this girl is Honestly, um, she gets on my last nerve by the time we get to the point where she rejoins the group. I don't know if that if yeah. you had a similar reaction to her, but yeah. that was my feeling about May uh, getting to the last quarter of the season.
1: I don't think I've yeah. ever been a, a big fan of her in this show. I mean, she always doesn't want to be wherever she is. And it, it, yeah. you're right. It is really annoying. Like it's just like, okay, I get it. Like, do you have another mode? Like yeah, <laughs> but it, gets it doesn't tiring. seem like it. Yeah, it does. It's just, but, it's too repetitive.
0: I will say the show did a good job to explain to me why she's even in this show. Uh, because she says it. She confesses that, hey guys, I saw your opportunity with those files mm-hmm. as my way out. My way back home. Which yeah. explained everything. Yeah. Because after after that, I was like, okay, she's annoying, but she has a legit purpose. Like That makes sense to me. That she would do that. And I'm glad that she did confess to them what she really felt about them because she could have rehashed the entire spy uh thing again which she opted not to do instead she opted to confess to her friends uh how she used them right
1: yeah and i was okay with it too like i i liked the way that like her story kind of like i guess came along like we, like like you were saying like i like the reason behind why she took the files and why it was important, not just trying to like sell information necessarily. Um but it still it still doesn't make her like a yeah. great character in my eyes. Like I, I, my my favorite is still Kentaro, I think, till till the end of the episode. Really? Though really? Uh, and yes. I think Kentaro Okay. I'll aside, you my two favorites aside far, from maybe, Shaw, because Shaw mm-hmm. is like he he's my favorite. Um mm-hmm. uh and then uh, let me see Kentaro's grandmother uh, Kiko Kiko yeah okay. Kiko I think is my second favorite and then Kentaro I like though Kentaro started to get on my nerves as well towards the end of the season where he becomes a bit mopey and it's just like again it's like okay I get you're upset but let's move on a little quicker right like find a, yeah, find yeah. a purpose or something I just like we just sat in that a little too long I think
0: you know, I think that's one thing that the audience out there is going to get from this podcast is that we are anti-mope club in terms of yeah. any characters that mope for too long. It's like, all right, dude, we get it. Like, things happen, but keep it moving, right? Exactly. Uh, Kentaro did go through that rut for an episode, but I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> I texted you on episode seven, I think it was. Yeah. That's, that's the that's the episode where we get the Cora backstory, right? How yes. she... Essentially found the chimps being tortured in the basement. And she's like, I can't do this. I'm getting paid too much money. I'm very unhappy. And by the way, she's getting paid a ton of money. Uh, I don't know what they were doing to those chimps, by the way. No idea. Uh, I I don't know if it was legal, if it was illegal. I'm assuming it was illegal, considering they didn't call the law enforcement on Cora. Yeah. Uh, Nonetheless, she was getting paid well. I just think that the woman kind of seduced her in terms of promising lots of opportunity and lots of promotions. But I got the, I got the f- suspicion that there's a little bit of romantic uh, attraction between, I don't know if it's one-sided, but it sure feels like Kate and May got a little thing going on because Kate cares a little bit too much about May for my liking if I'm Kentaro here. And you even get a very um, focused on shot, which everything's intentional in the production mm-hmm. world, right? So, when you get that shot of Kate putting her arm over May's shoulder in the car after she brings her back <clears throat> into the fold, and then that camera kind of pans over to Kentaro, who's looking at him like... Like, what's going on? Because, <laughs> yeah, because even Kate, I mean, we know Kate's, Kate's a lesbian, and she's been unfaithful to her... Uh, partner. To her partner, right? She was like, yeah. she's pretty much... She's kind of like Hiroshi Jr. She's kind of like a two-timing... Lover, right? So maybe she just wants a piece of any action she can get,
1: which is kind of and, funny um, because of—I mean, think about how annoyed she was with her father.
0: <laughs> you know, you know, there's a, there's a saying for that, right? The apple doesn't so,
1: fall far from the tree. Is that the saying?
0: Yeah, there's plenty of different sayings, sayings that we can have used as well, but uh, <laughs> but you know, surprisingly, that little thread didn't go any further uh, until Kate damn near throws herself into a black hole to go chase May when she falls into the hole. So I'm assuming season two, we get a little really, uh, controversial love triangle there, which maybe the writer's room of for all mankind, uh, season two Mm -hmm. and or three has, has like a connection to the monarch room in terms of, uh, love triangles we don't want to see. So, uh, (laughs) maybe there's like some sort of common thread that guy or girl kind of we like weaseled their way into the monarch room and like let's do this yeah well you know We're I will say like, though, what do you, you think about this the monarch
1: <laughs> No, I'm sorry not the monarch the for all mankind uh, triangle that we saw was a bit more like it It, it, it got me more involved I was much it was, more annoyed it about it. oh it, it was, was worse. much worse yeah. yeah.
0: yeah I agree let's talk I think the way we should do this is just keep talking about the different characters let's talk about Tim Tim goes from reviled to probably one of my favorite damn characters on the show. And uh, there's moments in this where I do feel like Tim's carrying these, these kind of blah characters of Kate and Kentaro to the finish line. He's making their scenes all the more interesting. First and foremost, he survives some miraculous way, survives an entire mountain collapsing on him and walks his ass to it. People died. People died in that accident with the helicopter but he
1: won't he won't die i mean we we got (laughs) the car wreck earlier in the season so you point the mountain it's just when does it end
0: i like him though personally and he's gone from bad guy to you know and from the beginning he always felt like a misunderstood good guy yeah right uh he's very in love with the randa family tradition Mm -hmm. Seems very motivated to get these kids back into the fold to continue the Randa uh, line, right? Yeah. Uh, But does have questionable uh, decision making when it comes to the bosses he chooses because he does seem to strike up a partnership with Apex Cybernetics at the end. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, there's a video game called Apex Legends and there has to be some connection between Skull Island. And Apex Legends. I do wonder if they're trying to tie some. I don't know finger. if there's any
1: I mean Apex Legends. It was a fun game. I don't see any, any connection there.
0: Let me let me look it up. Apex okay. Legends, Skull Island. <laughs> do that. Yeah, man. Why did learn. A why did Apex remove um yeah, it's definitely connected, dude. It's definitely connected. Okay. Anyways. I don't know how, I don't think it's licensed or any sort of canon or anything like that Uh, but there's some sort of connection there or maybe just the respawn the developer behind that game is into uh, the lore of Skull Island and all that stuff but okay anyways Tim, uh, he kind of goes from Monarch Shill to guy with the backbone who helps, who's instrumental really in bringing Kiko, May, and Kate back into the world now. I don't know why they end up at Skull Island. Uh, we lost two years there. They were down there for seemingly a couple of days, mm-hmm. and they lost two years, right? Yeah. Uh, Which we did get answers about that. We got an answer for why Lee, which by the way, I was a little bit um, dissatisfied with what happened to Lee, uh, which we can talk about now. Okay. We get the backstory of earlier in the season, Kiko falls into that hole, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about just how selfish it is for Kiko to have put herself in all these dangerous situations considering she had a child. But we'll continue. Lee is the one who goes after her. All right? Yes. He goes into the hole about three years later. He stays in the hole for about two weeks. That's what he says. It was about a week and a half by his estimation or something like that. Yep. He comes back 20 years later. Mm-hmm. He left in 1962. Comes back in 1982. The the moon landings happened. Everything he's missed since he's been gone. He has very much a um a crisis, like a kind of like a a life crisis in terms of when he realizes how much time he's lost when he oh, meets yeah. Hiroshi, right? Mm-hmm. And to, so much so that that leads to the most compelling scene in the entire season, which is when. And I'm so glad that they didn't do the the classic cliche. Muted audio, no dialogue. Oh, I would have been so Uh, annoyed
1: if they did that. (laughs) Yeah,
0: we we actually got a good payoff of Kiko finding out that she has been in Skull Island in this in between place from since 1959 to 2015. Yeah. And that her husband, Bill Randa, is dead, and that her son is now like 40 plus years older. Right?
1: Yep. I feel like her son is older than her at this point.
0: Yes, her son is. This is an interstellar type of thing where now uh, McConaughey comes back and he's older than uh, than than Murph, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, she's like, she's una viejita, she's an old lady, and uh, he comes back and he's still a young whippersnapper going after Anne Hathaway on some distant planet to colonize (laughs) uh, a new a new system,
1: new new generation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She's definitely older than Hiroshi. I'm kind of surprised that she's back. She's going to probably be a main character in season two. That was a surprising twist for me. I wasn't expecting that one.
1: I wasn't expecting it either. Mainly because I thought she was dead.
0: (laughs) The entire season.
1: Um However, the closer we got to the end, I was like, man, there's something else down there. We're going to find her. She's like, you know, Lee went down. He came back. She's got to be alive. Uh, w- once everybody fell into the hole when the building blew up, that's when I was like, all right, she's not dead. Um, yeah. However, I, I think I'll be okay with her being a main character in, in like a season two. because oh, hell yeah. I yeah. I, I will say right now, like I, I view this this show in like two different ways there's the version of the show that plays out in modern time and then there's the version of the show that's like historic and you're, you're always getting caught up on on what happened in the past i much prefer that version of the show personally i'm not the as present much of day a fan, or the past uh the past i'm not as much of a fan of the present day storyline now maybe as we get into season two like They'll, they'll redeem themselves <laughs> uh, I think and, it'll you know, be more I'll, I'll interesting like modern day but I'm really glad to see more of like the old characters coming into this like we've got Lee now we have Kiko at least sorry we don't have Bill um, but I mean hey, at least we got two interesting uh, individuals
0: season two I would totally lean in like my humor I would totally lean into the fact that she's missed 50 plus years of, of tech innovation Oh yeah. And just her constantly confused that everybody like on their phones and texting and stuff like that. That's where I would lean into uh for for my humor in season two if I was the <laughs> in the writer's room. I'd have a lot of moments like, what's an emoji? You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh which would be kind of hilarious. Uh seems May has a purpose now. We talked about this, how it made sense, you know, how she used Kentaro and Kate, but We see now how she's going to come into play because her boss is somehow connected into this, which what a small world, right? You know, she gets, she does something illegal. Yeah, she gets, she does something illegal against Apex, right? Then Mm -hmm. she goes to uh, Japan and meets the only real competitor to Apex, which is Monarch, right? Because she Mm -hmm. meets Kentaro and then gets wrapped up with those people. So talk about the odds of that one. Also, for all of that wanting to see her family again. She leaves, like, right after she gets home.
1: Yeah. I think she just lied. She's always lying. She just likes yeah. being on the run. She's like a nomad. Again, yeah, she, again, May, the person that is never happy anywhere she is in this show. <laughs> not happy away from her family, not happy with her family, not happy working at a company, not happy destroying the company, <laughs> Like, yeah, not yeah. happy on Earth, not happy on Middle Earth or wherever it Classic. was. Hollow Earth is Classic. what I would have called
0: <laughs> Classic shiny object syndrome from may uh the the thing the issue I had with Lee and his storyline is the fact that when he comes back mm-hmm. from the hole okay they put him in that retirement home yeah and he wastes away there for easily 30 40 years 30 40, yeah, 40 years, years 92 2 so about 33 years he wastes away in that retirement home. Which to me was a very dissatisfying plot twist, right? The yeah. only time he snaps out of it is when that news report pops up for G Day, wherein Godzilla mm-hmm. attacked or whatever. But I was, I found that to be such a. I would have preferred, but then again, you do really have to age him, right? From Young Lee to Kurt Russell. Okay. And there had to be a significant amount of time. So.
1: I agree. I agree. Yeah. But. I feel like it eliminates any potential for more like Wyatt Russell, Young Lee Shaw storyline. I mean, like you've got to yeah, go back to 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 pre, you know, coming out of the Hollow Ground or Hollow Earth, right? Like it's just
0: it's just hard for me to believe that the Lee we saw come out of that hole would have been okay to waste away for thirty three years in a retirement. No
1: man, like that guy had had so much dry, like he he, he had purpose and. Yeah, I don't know, man. This is like they just flipped the switch off on him.
0: I mean like sat, just literally in... sat
1: there for for dude, like he sat there <laughs> longer than I've been alive.
0: <laughs> the most stubborn the That's most stubborn insane. guy on the show yeah. is gonna sit there and be forced medicated. Give me a break. He took a he took Kintaro's mom, which you know we see we saw the scene of how Hiroshi meets Kentaro's mother. Yeah. It's in the hospital when he sees his Uncle Lee again. He gets, and you know, Kentoro's mother with a freaking phone cable around her neck. Like, this guy will do anything to do what he wants to do. And Mm -hmm. here he is settling in a retirement community. Like, granted, I know he was captive there, but that just didn't sit right with me, right? No, not at all. Interesting enough, uh, we do find out Kay had a child. And the whole season we were debating of who Hiroshi's father was. Turns out it's neither Bill Randa nor is it Lee Shaw's kid. Nope. It's some ex-Japanese soldier who died in the war, right? Or Mm -hmm. maybe not a soldier, but Japanese guy. I don't know if he was in the military or not. I don't know. Uh, But she is a widow. And the reason she didn't mention the kid before is because this was the 50s and they were already discriminating against her from being j- Japanese. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want the extra taboo or what is it? Stigma? Social stigma? Yeah. Attention. Of being seen as a widow. Right? Yeah. Well, we were wrong on that. Yeah, we were both wrong on that. Uh, what do you think in terms of... That whole storyline with Kay and Hiroshi, were you satisfied or dissatisfied? Because I also was hoping that we would have gotten like, which, whose kid is it? Because when, when Bill comes to her house at night, when the aunt goes through the map and yeah. he finds out that there's a world inside of a world, right? Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, speaking of Interstellar again, remember when they're describing how to, go, how to fold time like, in Interstellar? Yeah. And they fold the paper and they put the pencil through it. I was like, did they just watch Interstellar right before this? And just like... (laughs) Guys, I've
1: got a great idea. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh, by the way, something happened that I know you had to have rolled your eyes at. Which is where um, Kate, Mm -hmm. Kentaro, May, and Tim are in the office. And they're like, we got to find where Lee went. Where could Lee have gone? And Kate's just going through... There's boxes everywhere. There's papers everywhere in this office. And she goes... (laughs) She goes. The first paper she picks up out of the box, she goes, "Guys, you're gonna want to take a look at this over here." And just, of course, it's the exact file. Oh, it's yeah. the exact case of when Kay went missing, and it's the exact location where Tim's are like, "Oh, they're in Kazakhstan," which everybody just jets from every place. There's no time passing. It's just everyone just jets from one location to the next. Yeah, which I'm I'm fine with. To be there,
1: honest. there's there's no like investigation now. Like I I, I don't. It's not that I want everything to be so ridiculously difficult and time-consuming to get to the next clue, yeah. but I don't want to see somebody just like blindly reach into a box they would never seen before and pull out the the instruction sheet, the cheat sheet here, you know, punch in the cheat code and all right, now now we know exactly where
0: we got to go. Like, it's ridiculous. I laughed. I laughed. By the way, (gasps) speaking of things I I laughed at, Lee had about, if we're going to calculate it in Earth time, Mm -hmm. he probably had about 17 months. To go from plugging in that cable to the machines. Yeah. From the moment Godzilla comes through the portal to the moment the flying creature, the flying giant COVID mm-hmm. bat goes and bit Godzilla in the neck. From that all occurring. That was a joke about the COVID bat, by the way. Oh yeah. Big old COVID bat, yeah. Highbrow. bro. Uh he had about 17 earth months to go from one ball to back inside. He did not need to die there. <laughs> he had an eternity to get back to that ball, to climb back in there. Did you yeah. feel the same way I did? Like, were you just counting I was, the times like, I was buddy, really this a- is the diversion. This is the diversion yeah. to get back in the pod.
1: Yeah. He, I, I feel like he, he had more than enough time. I was not happy with the fact that he didn't go with them. However, I don't think he's dead. <laughs>
0: Oh, he's got to be dead, Zach. He has to be dead. It's just, I think they couldn't afford Kurt Russell for a second season. They were just like, let's just, it's they're going to keep it open. Come on.
1: <laughs> it's Apple. No, yeah, you're
0: right. Good point. <laughs> they don't have the money for
1: something. That's, that's insane. It's they, true. They it's could true. buy Disney tomorrow if they wanted to. Well, I,
0: I was saying it more from the perspective of, does Kurt Russell want to do a second season of this? You know, he doesn't have to do anything if he doesn't uh, want to.
1: No, he doesn't. But I mean, come on. You're going to kill off Wyatt Russell and Kurt Russell in the same episode?
0: I'm honestly a little bummed that uh, that Wyatt Russell doesn't have a role that's more, even more prominent than the flashbacks, right? Mm-hmm. He really does steal the scenes. and Yeah, we'll talk about favorite scenes uh, later on here. Uh, Hiroshi's back in the fold. Doesn't really give an explanation as to why he has two families. It just seems as simple as he fell in love with Kentaro's mother, and that was it. She was a very loving and, and nurturing woman in that hospital, and I think that's a very attractive... Uh, feature right, and yeah. uh, Lee was having a, hun- a hunger strike because he wanted to see Bill Randa, but uh, at this point, Bill Randa was dead. So
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill was dead, and um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think Hiroshi probably felt bad for her too. I mean, Lee just literally choked her out with with a cable trying to sneak out mm-hmm. of the hospital. But we do yeah. know that uh, what uh, Kate's mother was the first, not Kentaro's, So that's something that we got an answer to, I believe.
0: No, I thought it was the other way around. I don't think so.
1: I'm pretty sure it was. He he was with Kate's mom in San Francisco, and they found Lee and then came over here to Japan.
0: Oh, yeah. Because that's where Lee was.
1: Then Lee choked the nurse with the cable, and then I think that's when Hiroshi fell in love with her. But I do believe it was after he was with uh, Kate's mom already.
0: Did you have a Lee identity crisis, uh, thinking that maybe he was a villain at a certain point? The way he was acting, there's been evolve?
1: many times in the season where I kind of thought he was. A, I don't know if I'd say a villain, but I definitely felt like he had ulterior motives.
0: Well, you you obviously know that he's not in line with the original Monarch mission, right? Because he's trying to blow up these portals, uh, into. Like, into themselves. Like, he wants Mm -hmm. to close all of the portals down. Mm -hmm. In fact, the plan was not to go into the hole to go find Kay. The plan was to shut that hole once and for all. Yeah. I will... They didn't really give you a moment where he can... He can... Where he had the hope that Kay was alive. Right? Because they do land inside of the other side and... I'm assuming the moment that they land and survive, he's thinking maybe she's alive.
1: But he was there before, right? Like, so he should have already thought that. He went into a hole three years later, uh, came out, what, 20 years later, because all that time had passed. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a place. You didn't just fall into, like the middle of the earth it's like molten lava it's like she fell into this other universe basically so i feel like he should have already had that feeling that she was alive and damn all that time passed and she only thought she was there for what a couple months
0: yeah she thought she was there for a month and a half which is crazy that's that's like next level you know gravity that she's dealing with there oh yeah um If I gave you the opportunity to go into the Hollow Earth with your family, you can take your whole family with you. Thanks. Would you do it? Man, that
1: would be that's so interesting. Like part of me would be very interested in just like time jumping to some point in the future and seeing what it looks like is it like cyberpunk or yeah, altered yeah. carbon or something at that point or,
0: or or you come back and it's a nuclear wasteland yeah just, like,
1: or is it silo I have no idea
0: <laughs>
1: Yeah. oh shit I should have stayed in the hole
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know I don't know what I did find it really interesting the way that you create these portals, which is you got to lure a Titan out and then Mm -hmm. you got to follow it back in. I found that to be a really cool wrinkle uh, of how to get into, into the, into this world. Cause I was thinking the whole time, like I was just kind of picturing Godzilla swimming through these kind of like Children's playground tubes like that you find at like a uh, old Burger King yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I, just, I got you. It, it was kind of ridiculous in my head, which is probably why I was losing interest <laughs> by like episode four or five. I was like, just picturing this giant dino <laughs> swimming, you know, through these tunnels as I do the swimming, yeah, you know, I love he's it. kicking his feet out. He's, you like, got going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very hard to make that look cool. Uh, <laughs> but the, the way that it happens in actuality is much better than the way I, I imagined it. Uh, although I do wonder how deep this whole, you know, who made Godzilla the defender of, of the Titans and the humans? And just, is Godzilla as smart as a human? Like, how does he know to keep these two separated? And uh, you saw no the idea. palpable fear in that flying bat's face when Godzilla is the one who pops through that portal.
1: I mean, I'd shit myself, too, if I saw Godzilla pop through a
0: portal. <laughs> <laughs> He's mean... a fly away, though. He attacks it. How about this? Uh, you know, when you shoot Godzilla with a nuke, shouldn't you take a ship out there and, and verify that the body's gone? Like, don't you think once the giant dino's not there anymore that you didn't kill it? Like, why would General Puckett be that surprised that they didn't kill Godzilla? A giant dinosaur doesn't just disappear in two seconds after you shot it. Not know, by man. personal...
1: The there's, there's a lot of upper management in this show that just there, is really stupid, right? General Bucket, yeah. Verdugo. stupid. Verdugo, ridiculously. Like, come on. Like, you're yeah. literally here to protect the earth. You see what's going on, and you're just sitting on your ass doing nothing. Shot though. Intentionally. Um, okay. Tell that she to does, everybody in, in San Francisco. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, actually, you know, as you bring that up, Monarch now is officially out of the shadows, and she does that on a huge press conference. Which I wrote down in my notes. You can't if you're gonna announce your super secret monster monster hunting organization, you can't look like the villain. And this whole organization looked like the most villainous thing you'd ever see. Yeah, it's like Team Rocket announcing that hey, we got an organization and <sighs> trying to gather up all these monsters around the world. You know, like That's they po- looked Pokemon so... reference right. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is, okay. It is. Um. It was like, there's like this phone that's releasing or this piece of tech. I forget what it was, but they did a demo of it and it looked so depressing and nihilistic that it was like, you guys really can't announce a product looking like this. Like, this is horrible. I don't remember what it was, but uh, it Monarch gave me those same vibes, which is like, you got this all black room with an ominous looking symbol and we're Monarch, the protector of the world. And we work with, you know, every government agency in the world, like. That's a big hammer drop, man. Oh, uh, you know, is. for the entire world to find out about, and the fact and that we, you guys And we've been failed, here for a
1: long time. You've never known that we existed.
0: Okay. And you guys failed. A bunch of people died because you guys apparently suck at your jobs. Right?
1: And on top of this, the announcement happened right after their false alarm.
0: Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, that was a false alarm. <laughs> Sorry. Horrible We're timing. here to protect you. Our equipment failed, so just ignore that. <laughs> okay. I think. Thanks. I think. Uh, the way Tim would approach her for these suggestions to radically change the company Mm -hmm. and the way she was changing her mind in two seconds was like the most ridiculous. Like we got to bring Monarch out of the shadows. Next scene. We are Monarch and we are here to help. Anyways.
1: Yeah. It was very fast. It moved very quickly. uh, The whole season, one, it's just a setup for whatever's going to go down in season two and beyond. We had to get the chess pieces in place. Clearly, uh, Young Lee wasn't important. Neither's Bill, I guess.
0: Let's talk about Hiroshi, Zach. Okay. Nothing about what Hiroshi was doing with his work was a good enough excuse to me to make both of your families believe you're dead. No, I
1: don't. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I, I don't what like why, like, just it's not like people don't know monsters exist. They freaking know there they was G Day. Like, I'm sure there was other things. You got, you got flying monsters carrying ships around the world. And, like, what? In
0: fact, I, I think that's a hell of an icebreaker to bring it up in a conversation. Like, hey, kids, uh, so you remember that monster that killed thousands of people in San Francisco? <clears throat> well your grandfather and your grandmother spent their entire lives dedicated to stopping monsters like that from attacking people like us. And they may have had a, you know, kukumani idea or kakumani idea that there's a network of these creatures moving around inside of the earth and I need to go away now to prove this to protect mankind. I think that's a pretty good excuse for going away for a year. Yeah, what 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 are people going to argue you about? For how about You probably this? spend
1: half a year on the other side of the planet all the time anyways.
0: Yeah. And Kentaro, his mother, what is her first encounter with Hiroshi? It's, hey, uh, that that young blonde guy, uh, Lee Shaw, mm-hmm. uh, he's my uncle, kind of like an adopted uncle. Uh, he left about 20 years ago, went in a hole. Yeah. He looks exactly the same. He looks younger than me now. And uh, this is what I'm dealing with. So she already knows the deal. She knows his line of work. She knows that this crap exists, right? Yes. Um, It's just selfish on his part, really. It didn't give any good explanation for why he felt. It it would have made more sense if he had been attempting to go into the portal and actually successfully did, or maybe he got really drastically injured, something Mm -hmm. like that, rather than to leave your entire family in the dark. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the only the only thing I could think of here is that he obviously wanted to work in the shadows. He didn't want um Monarch knowing anything about what he was trying to do. I mean, shit, we hardly have any idea what
0: he was actually trying to do. Uh, <laughs> um Well, he well we kind of know. He was trying to lure a Titan out mm-hmm. so that he could go in. The plan was for him to go into the hole. I think Godzilla prompted that. It it kind of immediately put him, sprung him into action because the Hiroshi we meet when Lee comes back, right? Mm-hmm. is not a guy who's looking to spearhead and take up for what his dad left oh, behind no. or what his mom left behind. Not this is a guy who actually hates the work that his parents did because he feels that mankind had been living completely normal in unison with these Titans without any issues until these three decided to kind of poke the bear, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, and it, by the way, it's kind of... True. If you think about it, if curiosity killed the cat, curiosity in this case could kill mankind. Uh, you know, so scientists out there who discover a hollow earth, just just leave it alone, leave it alone, right?
1: Yeah, I suppose so. Although, I mean, I will say, if I if I knew that there was a Godzilla just walking around, I'd I'd be a bit nervous too. I probably be wouldn't start Shaw. by nuking the yeah. monster. Um. I mean, you got to know your enemy before you just try and kill it.
0: No, but I would totally be on team uh, destroy all these holes, uh, plug all these holes as fast as possible. Oh, yeah. I would be on, t- I would be on team no interaction with the monsters at all. Not, I don't want to study them. I don't want any of that. Only ones we study are the ones that come on this side. I, like, say, I agree. I agree.
1: Like I'd want the holes plugged too, but you have no idea who's on this side or what's on this side.
0: Yeah, true, true. Either way, Hiroshi now has teamed up with Kentaro. They seem to have made a partnership with Apex. So he went from Monarch, which didn't seem, with all of its, you know, imperfections, it didn't seem like the worst place in the world. But Apex seems like the most nefarious organization that you can imagine. Especially with they want to. If I if I had to assume, and we're gonna get some snarky comment about this, like you guys do a podcast about a show, and you don't even bother to look up the, you know the Shut up. <laughs> I'm assuming Apex's end game is to control one of these monsters as a weapon. If you can map its, you know, neural pathways and you can kind of hijack it. They you can like have Godzilla as like the, yeah. 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 And she's so and she's so villainous even when the camera's off her when she's talking to her boss in her office and she's like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> yes, I saw the rebrand. Excellent. <sighs> excellent she's drinking her whiskey or whatever she was drinking uh-huh uh yeah yeah i if thought I, she was if i like, sat
1: down and did that
0: <laughs> just by I'd yourself like
1: yeah <laughs> just by yourself oh this is great great i wrote that down
0: i literally wrote yeah i literally wrote that here um okay so ending the season here we leave off with lee presumably dead it would be kind of annoying to go back in a new storyline of we got to save lee in season two i would really not like that so well, let's just maybe, assume maybe, lee is maybe they don't
1: save lee maybe lee just finds his way
0: out yeah shows up at the end
1: maybe, maybe he was like hanging on to a cable or something down there um maybe he caught that and he was just thrown somewhere on the other side of skull island who knows <laughs>
0: <laughs> why well, was that so funny <laughs> Because I just visualized it. (laughs) Anyways. Lee's vaporized unless he was swung across Skull Island somehow. Uh, He got caught by a
1: massive monster crab.
0: Yeah, Kay is reunited with her son Hiroshi. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of cool. It's probably the most interesting storyline coming. Kentaro and May are now reunited with their father, not May, uh, Kate. And they're going to probably be in the family business. May is probably going to take the role of warning these people of doing business with Apex. Tim is going to be in that tragic role once again of deciding between the OGs and the mm-hmm. company that wants to make a lot of money. And we got a new baddie now, or goody? goodie, I don't know, uh, in King Kong. So, we should be getting heavier monster action in season two. And they seem to be familiar with Kong at this point because they even shut the doors in such a way that they kind of knew Kong was coming. Well, there right. is an alarm.
1: Yeah. I mean, th- this had to have taken – or w- we have to be way past the events of Skull Island back in the day. Like in the, like this season. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. with having a base on Skull Island now. So, yeah. They, they, they know Kong. They have alarms for him along with other monsters. I hope that we get a lot more monster in season two. I feel like we could have had more in this. Yeah. It, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just me.
0: That should be the name of this podcast. Like the our podcast coverage of Monarch should just be Monarch More Monsters. More. More. And I just put the Adam Driver meme <laughs> when he plays uh, Kylo Ren. More. Mm-hmm. Um, on our screen. All right, uh, let's get into some categories, Zach, for the season. Let's let's close this out strong here.
1: Well, I'll tell you, it's been about a month since I've seen episode seven, so remembering very granular categories here, gotcha. it's, it's going gotcha. to be a little difficult. Um, I've ha- I've had to refresh myself, but let's start with favorite episode
0: of the last four episodes.
1: That's a good one to drill down into. <laughs>
0: For me it has to be the finale because you get that what ends up being my favorite scene in the entire season, which is Kay seeing Lee again for the first time and the fact that those two actors really stole it. Just Kay steals the scene, uh perfectly kind of just puts these emotions together of what somebody would react like who finally who finds out that, you know, her husband's dead, finds out that her son is probably older than her, that she missed. Seeing her son completely grow up and the birth of her two grandchildren and the aging of her other sort of love interest here and good friend Lee Shaw, right? Yeah. Uh, All of this that's occurred and it feels like her whole life's fallen apart in one moment, even though she feels like she's only been there for a month and a half. I thought that was like just an incredibly good scene. And just the first thing that always comes to mind when I see a scene that good is that's probably the scene I would have chosen to see her act out if uh, I was having her audition and she killed it she owned the scene and just in a spectacular way and everything was really well awesome. thought out the, to the to the detail of Lee not wanting to show himself too soon I feel like a lot of other shows would have just like hey, hey here I am and then <laughs> and then he just walks out from behind the tree this time he was like no it probably wouldn't work that way she would be in such shock that you need to kind of ease her into the shock yeah of, of seeing
1: it was well it was well done um,
0: yeah I uh my
1: favorite episode, I think, between these four was actually episode nine. It was getting a lot more of the backstory. Like, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I much prefer the, uh, the I guess, the history of everything going on more than what's currently happening, though, though I am becoming more invested into what's currently happening, ha- happening as a lot of the old characters are now coming into modern day times because of this time warp which is a little confusing. There's like three timelines going on in this show. You've got modern day, you've got the history and then you have whatever time is happening on this hollow earth. So there's a lot going on there, Um, but I really liked episode nine. However, I will say that the scene that you're talking about in episode 10 is probably like my top favorite out of all of these four episodes. I think it was a phenomenal scene. It was a good way to close out uh, the season here. And it was it was, yeah. it was it was still a surprise. Like I, for all of the season until I think episode nine, um, I had thought that Kiko was dead.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, but uh, I I can see why you did for sure.
1: Yeah, well, I know you didn't. You, you didn't want her to be dead. I didn't want her to be dead yeah. either. I just thought you know you fall into a hole hundreds of feet down, you're gonna die. But you know, I I guess yeah. I was wrong. Uh, how about favorite character of of the, the show. Season.
0: Yeah, the whole show. It's gotta be it's gotta be Lee Shaw, young and old. Lee Shaw, the combination of the two. Because you think about it, only, there was only one character in this show that had to base his character off of the younger version of itself, and yeah. that is Lee. Right? Uh Bill, we don't get to see old Bill other than that recording. Mm-hmm. And Kay is always just Kay. There is no young and old version because she's pretty much never ages. Uh, in the entire season, so the the fact that Lee had to kind of do that was was probably the most difficult challenge on set, from yeah. an acting perspective.
1: Yeah, i I would definitely go with Lee. Um, though I I do think I liked Young Lee more than I liked Older Lee. Kurt Russell, was yeah, great. I agree. don't get me wrong, Kurt Russell is phenomenal, but um, I liked the character a little bit more. You know, once we I got agree. into, you know, older Lee Shaw, yeah, there there were moments where I was, I was questioning, you know, his intentions. I'm like, all right, are you, are you good? Are you bad? Or, like, are, are you, do you really not care? And you're just on a solo mission. You don't, it doesn't matter yeah. what happens, which I thought for, man, a good, like two episodes in the season that he was just, he was looking out for, for him and himself. That was about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: How about, how about Lee's favorite character?
0: may hundred percent has to be um may on this one she doesn't really <clears throat> she never gets to a point that's interesting enough for me with the amount mm-hmm. of investment that the show spends on her mm-hmm. um even to the degree of her <clears throat> of her backstory. Nothing comes to play, and I will hope that that changes in season two, but once she gets there's no real change in her in her demeanor or in her personality, nothing seems to change her I mean you see. Kate go from this timid young woman to this brave, this brave leader who's pretty much spurring on everybody at a certain point at the end of the season. You see Kentaro who finds a purpose, right? Who kind of makes peace with his father. You see growth yeah. in those characters, right? Uh, but May doesn't really grow. Uh, she doesn't really react to anything traumatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't see that. Even when she gets kidnapped, she has a cheesy line that says, I haven't been kidnapped before. How does this work? You know, stuff oh, like yeah. that that no human being would ever say. Uh, that you don't, you just want to see a bit more. It's Even to her going back to her boss's place to confront her boss. I just found a lot of things that um, weren't satisfying. And then even at the end, when I thought she really could have brought it home, when she rejoins the group, uh, she kind of still has that kind of bratty-ish Behavior. It was, she really bothered me inside of the Titan world where she was given Lee lip, in yeah. terms of like they're all moving this this giant radioactive thing mm-hmm. to try to get out of the hole, and she's like mad that she's being told what to do. Presumably, like how about you listen to the the people who are, have been here before? Yeah, and got out. <laughs> she's, she's looking. <laughs> I'd for be purposes. like, yeah. What do we do next? <laughs> she's looking for purpose and doesn't is not satisfied even when she's like living in it. You know, so it, yeah. that's. That's an annoying characteristic to me. So for yeah. that, May, Korra, whatever you want to be called, you're on the you're on the bottom of the totem pole for season one for me.
1: Okay, I'm not gonna pick the same character. I'm actually gonna pick Kate. I was not really. Okay. I was not a huge fan of her character throughout the whole season. I liked Kentaro's much more than Kate's, but I just felt like like I was trying I like, like forced to be more involved. In, yeah. Of course you do. Into no no uh, even Kate's even story. beyond.
0: Even beyond what you know, you're insinuating. Even beyond that, I thought Kentaro in episode seven through nine, he's just kind of like, especially in the episode where they have just seen their father in the desert and he just wants to give up on it all. Mm-hmm. That was like a an, an episode where Kentaro to the degree where when Lee sees them at the place where Kay fell, he yeah. says, "I only want to talk to Kate. I only want to talk to Kate." Why? Because he kind of saw the same thing. I feel like. Kintaro, he's kind of wishy-washy you know yeah he's not really all in they're all
1: kind of wishy-washy I mean Kate May and kintaro they all kind of are yeah. um Kintaro and May do have like I feel like they are good for each other in the sense that they both have just this like oh yeah man they just like to complain they like to quit they like I don't know <clears throat> they, they don't seem that invested this general I, just, I, just, I, I just thought his character was a little more interesting. I feel like there was more, maybe a little more depth to it than Kate's, um, but that's just my preference.
0: What I liked about Kintaro is at the end, he did have an attachment to his sister. He was fighting for that relationship, yeah. that sort of thing. I think he totally has kind of lost it for May, to be honest, but he has been <laughs> trying to salvage his relationship with his sister because it's just odd. There's absolutely no romantic chemistry between him and him and May at all at all like no. on screen there's none none No, Anyways. not.
1: I mean there was some in like the flashbacks back
0: and like the, earlier that in the season though. but
1: that was only yeah that. I mean well I mean we pick up the the seat that, well the show really and this is after they had broken up already right like so the yeah, only true. like like we start out with them not being together anymore um, so yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, we get in the flashback yeah. he goes to there and then I mean I don't know like there might be a Kate May uh, storyline going on in uh, in season two, I I really couldn't tell you, but yeah. Anyway, any categories that you want to go over in this?
0: That's that's whatever you got, man. You're the category king. Well, th- those those are the ones that I have. Before we get into the bet, that's it then. That's it. Let's get into the wagers. We as All if right. you're listening to Story Archives for the first time, we do wagers at the start of every show. Whenever the show lends itself to wagers. Zach, yes. I think you're on a losing streak now. Of you lost the For All Mankind season finale wager. Yeah, uh, I did. I'm, I'm st- still waiting pay up on that. Um, you did win Invasion, I think. I you won invasion, invasion.
1: I won Foundation. Like I was on a winning streak. And, I was on a one-two streak. Yeah, so, that's right. So that's right. I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we just trade off back and forth with each other every now okay. and then. I couldn't tell you, all but. Right. What I can tell you is that, you know, as you mentioned, when shows lend themselves to a good bet, we bet on it. We had two bets for this season, oh, which, is, which is the least that we typically do. Yeah,
0: yeah. Which is interesting.
1: Yeah. But what I can tell you, well, I'm, not, I'm actually not going to tell you because that would give it away too quickly. So, the first bet was that K, Kiko, was dead. That was my bet. And you said that Kay was alive after being drugged down into the pit of hell, to use your Woo! own words. Um, so you won that one. The second bet was that Lee is the oh, father of Hiroshi, uh, and you bet that. However, I bet that Bill was the father of Hiroshi. So, we both lost that one, which means that, that you won the bet I won for this by, too. By you by one, you, by one. By like, I don't even know what to call that. <laughs> if I didn't by. even specify Bill, if, if I just let you be like, yeah, sure. Think Lee's the, the father. I would have won. At least we would have tied. But Victory yeah, by I, I am on a losing streak. And I have a feeling things will, things will change as we get into matches of the air.
0: I have a feeling too, because you've been doing catch up with all of the Band of Brothers and <laughs> the Pacific, which I wanted to start this week and see if, how many episodes are in Band of Brothers as we it's go not, into. It's not all that many. Um, I don't I think can... they're connected. The stories, by the way. I will say this: I don't think they are either. I'll bet. I'll but right now, the Germans do not win the war. If you want to take me up on the other side of that, um, uh, no, you can.
1: I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I uh, I see the history there. I I'm not going to take that one. Uh, there's ten episodes of Band of Brothers, and I think there's also ten of The Pacific as
0: well. That's going to be tough to get through before Friday. Oh yeah, way.
1: because they're they're, I mean they're meaty. They're great episodes, but yeah, they are meaty. Like there's a lot of stuff that goes on, and they're all like a solid hour.
0: They're yeah, they're not Monarch where you get like a forty six minute episode. No, yeah. I'm let me tell you, I am really looking forward to this show on Friday. So I hope you all tune in. I hope you all have seen uh, the amount of uh, content we've produced over the last year for you guys. Uh, we've, we, we talk about shows we enjoy here. Simple as that. It'll always be that way. Uh, and we hope that if you're on the same, same, you know, we hope we can curate some good shows for you guys to watch because oh, we've yeah. had countless uh, people write in or, or just chime in, in in some regard where they may not have watched the show, but because we were talking about it, or because we recommended it, they got into it. It's always good to know when you you know you get home at night, you kick your feet up on your, you know, your ottoman or whatever you got, a coffee mm-hmm. table like me. Uh, that you got something you want to watch, right? And they, yeah. this is a star-studded cast for Masters of the Air. This is definitely the highest build one. I don't think that there's a more famous actor at the moment than Austin Butler compared to Timothy Chalamet. Maybe Timothy Chalamet and him are probably one A one B, which is. Uh, funny, they're actually both going to be in Dune. He play, hes in Dune Part Ooh, Two. Part Two. Uh, yeah, he is. He plays uh the villain character. He's unrecognizable in it. Uh, <laughs> I forget what the name of the character is. I even though I read it. Um, anyways, I haven't watched a single trailer for Masters of the Air. I don't know what it's about. I know it's based on a true story. But join us on that. We want to thank each and every one of you out there who has tuned in and has helped. You know, kind of week to week. Um. We see you guys are listening. We really—it's the perfect encouragement for content creators such as ourselves to see that you guys are out there and you're enjoying the content. We hope to just create more and more uh, great, entertaining shows for you all through 2024. Uh, Zach, there's a lot of people quitting uh, YouTube. It's kind of like a trend right now. um really? Like famous did uh, did, did Marcus Brownlee
1: just quit YouTube?
0: I think he just quit. Uh, you know, Maddie Hapoyjo just quit. Uh, like a bunch of people are just quitting. And we're just ramping up here on Story Archives, So, you know, if you need some content (laughs) to fill your ears, (laughs) make room for us. Uh, We'll keep it moving. But, uh, you know, Zach, I think you'd be really good at the Marcus Brownlee content in the future. I know that's not necessarily Story Archive's content, but in terms of like tech review stuff, if you don't know this about Zach, he is very much the tech guy. Uh, He knows everything on your Apple iOS updates that you don't know. Uh, He knows just about everything when it comes to having a motherboard uh like he can talk about it and and so the fatherboard. This... <laughs> <laughs> kidding that's not uh, a thing that's a dad joke bro <laughs> <That's like> a, <laughs> like you have graduated to dad <laughs> jokes now dude
1: and man, i've all been right, i've bro. been keeping in my back pocket
0: for the last 20 plus years holy crap uh that was yeah that was like literally a dad joke all right but uh we have i think you'd be good at that man i think that there's something to look into there down down the line uh, i might give it a shot more content for the show. It would be it would be a sister network, like a sister channel to Story Archives. But nonetheless, we got that coming for you. We got a, a bunch of stuff planned for the year. Uh, and that's all we can say. We hope Silo Season 2 comes out this year. I really want oh, to do Severance awesome. Season 2. Um, there's a bunch. The Bear. Uh, I really want to dig into The Bear at some point. Uh, do that some justice. And House of the Dragon. Now that my boy Zach here is watching Game of Thrones, it'll be perfect timing to get into House of the Dragon. And that's what we got for you all right now. As always, leave us a like, subscribe, leave us a five-star rating with a review, right? And uh, you don't have to leave the review. The five stars really do help, though. They really do help for our discoverability out there. And if you want to support the show, because Spotify is sunsetting their ambassador program, which was bringing in a good amount of ad revenue for a small businesses time, themselves. Time. And enough to... Enough to pay for the tools like, that we use to produce the, tools the show. To yeah. really, literally, to pay for the the tools that we use to produce the show, to edit the show, to um, make it easy on us to do that. They're sunsetting that. So if you want to support the show, we're not going to ask you to, but just out of the kindness of your heart, if you feel so led and inclined to do so, we appreciate it greatly. And I think you can—that's uh, a tax uh, deductible, right? If you donate to uh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, Patreon's the, the best and
1: easiest place for it, but I don't yeah. know if it's tax deductible.
0: Yeah. Not. not financial advice. All right, y'all. <laughs> Until next time, stay tuned. Uh, you can watch my heartbreaking conclusion of Hard Knocks soon this week, and you can stay tuned for the premiere of Masters of the Air coming to you live on Story Archives. And also be on the lookout for a new show thumbnail this week. At some point we're no longer going to have the monsters and the spaceman on there so it'll be something new
1: yeah absolutely well thank you for listening to the final episode of monarch legacy of monsters by story archives you can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts apple and spotify podcast primarily google podcast is officially being sunset uh oh, very nice. shortly yeah so that's that's going to be gone But you can visit us on YouTube at Soapbox Podcast Network, visit our website at Soapbox.house, email to contact at Soapbox.house, and there is a link in the description below to sign up for our quarterly newsletter.
0: Excellent. Until next time, y'all, we'll see you on Masters of the Air. Peace.